So what's crazy is I think I had made like roughly $10,000 from my first few months of freelancing, right? So once I did that, I was also expecting like $10,500 uh, before that ban happened. So I just took my reserve money and I started using it to experiment. You are listening to The Millionaire Talk Show with Charles Oglesby. We're going to be millionaires. And we're interviewing proven millionaires who've built their wealth in real estate, sales, marketing, branding, and other areas by betting on themselves. And now, here's your host, Charles Oglesby. Oglesby. This is the Millionaire Talk Show, also known as the Tide Capital Millionaire Podcast, also known as the this is it that's the only names we're going by around here so um welcome you guys to a really cool edition of the podcast international oglesby and scott show podcast we have our first international guest so we have a lot to talk about there um his name is a little bit kind of difficult to pronounce but i'm sure you've seen him online he is a 23 year old entrepreneur um, direct response marketing consultant. He helps experts and course creators gain clarity on their messages, create a system that helps them generate round the clock sales and get to 100K months with ease and consistency. This is responsible for generating $30 million in verifiable client results through his strategies. He is Nigerian by birth, but he's based in Dubai. So I told you guys it's international. He's in Dubai. Um, he enjoys jet skiing in his free time and racing him and his friends fast cars i think he just got a ferrari or something <laughs> really nice here driving a ferrari it was some really cool stuff that i saw recently so definitely living his best life welcome to the show abdul um how do you pronounce your last name abdul Kowi. it's it's it, it's just a single name it's just like a compound name abdul Kowi. it's, it's just the name i meant nice. abdul <laughs> Awesome. Uh, so welcome to the show, man. How's everything? I'm fine. It's a pleasure to be on here. For real. Uh, I'm like, like you said, I'm living my best life. <laughs> right. I have nothing to complain about. <laughs> complain. 23 years old, yeah. making crazy bread. How did all this get started though, man? Okay. So I would say my life is like a movie, right? Um, I started out when I was very, very young. Um, crazy thing is my parents are not rich. My parents are average Nigerians. I was raised in uh, an household where the combined household income doesn't make, my dad and my mom don't even make $8,000 a month. What, what am I even saying? $8,000? They don't even make like $800 a month. My dad is a professor. He has spent 24 years lecturing in the University of Ibadan. It's like the premier university in Nigeria. And my mom is uh, a teacher, a secondary school college teacher. And, you know, I saw that lifestyle and I wasn't impressed. Um, growing up, my parents, okay, my parents divorced when I was eight years old. So I got to live with my mom up until when I was 18 and oh, when I was 17, because that was when I got into the university. And, you know, I wasn't really excited about that kind of lifestyle. And they, they tried their best. My dad would, you know, get me books to read, ask me to read books. If I completed, he buys me. I, I'm sure you know of Scotchek, but you may not know of this soda drink. Uh, it's called Lakasera. It's very, very popular in Nigeria. 
So he tells me, or oh, if you read this book, if you finish it uh, before he's back from work, while I was going, uh, before you finish it while he's back from work, um, he gets me scotched and lacassera. So it was like this reward mechanism. So I was all constantly reading and stuff like that. But the book I was What was that book about? The book uh, that's popular. It was buying different books, but the book that really changed my life initially was Rich Dad Poor Dad. And that really spoke to the exact situation I was in. My dad is smart, he's a lecturer, but he's not rich. He doesn't like he doesn't have that money. So to he doesn't have the money to commensurate with the kind of uh, you know value he was bringing to the society and based on how Nigeria was going and you know in that kind of environment I saw how people get treated. My parents. My dad is a federal civil servant. My mom works with the state government, but still they go on months without getting paid, right? So I felt I don't want this guy. Yeah, I felt like I didn't want this kind of lifestyle. Universities will go on strike because lecturers are not getting paid and it was tiring. So there was a point where I saw an ad. Now I know uh, people, marketers get a bad rep and stuff, but the first ad that I saw that changed my life was an ad of someone sitting on Lamborghini and was like, hey, you want to learn how to make money online? And, I, you know, I was always at free times. So I was spending time on YouTube and the likes. So that was where I first learned about, you know, marketing in the actual scheme of things. And I started, this was when I was like 14, 15. Um, I saw it. I saw that ad. But I didn't have the money to pay. I just watched, I wrote for the webinar. I didn't have the money to pay. He was asking for $297 after a one hour, 30 minutes webinar. Whereas my parents give me like the equivalent of $42 right now, right? That's what they give me. And I spent like $30 on transportation. So I can't really, is it $12? How long would I save $12? That is the amount I get to spend on eating. How long would I save $12 to get $297? So I couldn't afford the course. But that what did you do? Like, what did you do oh, since you couldn't afford the course? So um, I decided that I was going to enroll. I learned how to make shoes. Right now, I know how to make shoes. I know how to make beads. So I had to enroll for vocational skills. And I started, I started selling shoes. I started shoes that I made, handmade shoes by myself. And with these skills, I saved up. I was able to buy a bicycle. So now instead of spending money on transport to, you know, from my house to school, now I started riding bicycle to school. So I was able to like save up with that money. And I enrolled for a course, a similar course, but it's more of the introductory aspect. I enrolled for it on Udemy. So Udemy has this like $9, $10 courses that are constantly on sale that you can enroll in. So I enrolled in it. I learned about like, marketing, the copywriting. That was, that was what I started with. I learned copywriting and I learned how to create, you know, video sales letters. So I started doing this. I used the freelance platforms that were available back then, freelancer.com. And this was going well until they, you know, banned Nigerians from the platform as at then. Once they banned Nigerians, yeah, they banned Nigerians, uh, PayPal, Blacklisted Nigerians, Fiverr, Upwork, all of these platforms. 
And they did that back then because some Nigerians were using it to conduct fraud, right? So they get paid for services, but they don't deliver for these services that they get paid for. So it was crazy. And that was when I was like, okay, fine. I need to like figure a way out to make this money without, you know, having someone who gets keeps how I get access to clients. So I started learning about Facebook ads and, you know, YouTube ads, ways for me to just get my offers before my ideal clients. I've never done B2B. I've never worked with like companies or organizations, but I've learned how to like sell straight to the consumers, right? Well, so when I did- What's interesting about that is a lot of people would think- Oh, is that my other phone? A lot of people would think that the two go hand in hand, but you were using Upwork and Fiverr because they got you the customers. And so now you're like, okay, I need to just get customers. I don't necessarily need the website. So now what am I going to do to get customers? And that's where the Facebook ads come in. That's that's genius. Exactly. So I felt like instead of waiting for these people, because what's crazy is these people collect 20 to 25% of the sales, like, like just how much clients pay you. So I felt instead of waiting for someone to get me clients and then collect this money, how about I take the money? So what's crazy is I think I had made like roughly $10,000 from my first few months of freelancing, right? So once I did that, I was also expecting like $2,500 before that ban happened. So I just took my reserve money and I started using it to experiment. Now, a lot of people have this fear of, oh, if I run ads, I might waste money. But the thing is, it's like you're different. It's like you know that you're going to die someday, but you're deferring, taking risks because you think, well, if I do this, I might die. Death is the only certain thing, right? So how about you do it then? Like, for me, it's like I burn bridges and put my back against the wall when I'm trying to figure out something, right? So I, in that situation, I was like, well, I might as well learn how to run ads now, spend the money. Uh, there is a certainty that if I do this long enough, I'll figure it out, right? And back then, Facebook ads were even very, very easy compared to now where there are so many changes and all of that. But I found, I figured it out. I learned how to build landing pages. I learned how to like construct funnels. And through that, I was driving traffic, driving ads. And I started selling my services to, you know, people. Now, the crazy thing is I was working with consultants, uh, people who who had like a, a huge audience, but they are trying to like sell their services to them. So they were coaches and experts back then that I was selling my services to. And so I just figured out how about I just get a way to put myself before them. And I started driving traffic to this landing pages, uh, the book through application funnels. And through that, I get to work with them. So it was just a way for me, like, well, if this, this, if this doesn't work, this would work. And I was experimenting with different things until like I figured it out that. The rest is history. <laughs> Yo, it's the Options Trading Workshop presented by Tide Capital. Learn the fundamentals and advanced trading strategies that allow us the chance to earn $20,000 in side money in one year while working a job and running multiple businesses. That's right. Learn the what, the where, and the how of options trading in this exclusive webinar. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. 
how old were you when all this was happening? Like the ten thousand dollars you saved up. Okay, oh, ten thousand dollars saved up was when I was sixteen, right? When I was uh, sixteen, I had ten thousand saved up. Uh, how because, much is ten thousand in Nigeria? Uh, ten thousand in Nigeria right now is five point eight million. Right, but like, what can that get you? Like, bro, a car. Ten thousand can get you a house, a three bedroom flat built. Built. Um, uh, or yeah, boy, if you don't want to build a house, you can rent that. Like, it, it's puts you in the, like um top one percent in Nigeria right now. Wow. Because you have to spend. 15 years uh, as a bank manager to even make one millionaire a month. So $10,000 gets you the same opportunities that someone who has put in like 15 years gets as a bank manager. So it was amazing. But I didn't allow it to get to my head because, you know, I had read studying books on finances. I didn't have anyone to turn to when it comes to like learning about finances. They don't teach stuff like that in school. My parents are bad when it comes to like money. Not this to my parents, but they are terrible when it comes to money. Their money management is, it sucks. Right. Uh, my dad was always taking loans to food his lifestyle. My mom too, same thing. So they didn't have proper money management. Uh, you know what's crazy? I've been in business for seven, eight years now. And <laughs> I just learned about business credit, building business credit. I just learned about it a year ago, right? I learned about building business credit a year ago. Like, and that's why the fact that I've bootstrapped businesses and done all of these things. So it's way, way different. Like the journey has been crazy. It's way different from someone who was born and raised in like a first world country, like the US or whatever. You want to get access. So I didn't tell you this, but to get access to PayPal and Stripe, for me, I had to pay a lot of money to incorporate my business. Compared to now, where it is much more easier and cheaper. But being a, a foreign national and trying to incorporate the business, back then it was very, very tough, especially being a Nigerian. There was this tag of, oh, you're a Nigerian prince, you want to commit fraud. And I was also young, so how do I explain that I'm making this much, but what I'm doing is legit. Do you understand? So it's, it was very, very crazy back then. But yeah. How do you how do you navigate that? Like what are what are the realities of that? Because people do make that assumption. Do you, I mean, what do you do? Well, I've learned to deal with it. The, I read this book, The Power of Being Disliked, but The Courage to Be Disliked by Ichiro Kishimi. I've had people tell me, well, they don't believe that I'm able to get all of this, but their belief doesn't, you believe you don't, it doesn't change the current reality that I live, right? So if if I can't take your opinion to the bank, then I don't give a shit about it, right? <laughs> so about then... Yeah, but I have people that believe in me. They know what I have to offer. I have amazing clients. I have clients that the royalties that I get from them every year, my kids probably don't even have to work if they don't want to work, right? Like, I get paid. I help course creators, like, ensure they are seen, they are heard, and their message creates an impact that generates them sales. So, I have people that credible authorities in the space that know, that trust me, and they are willing to buy into what I have to offer. 
So being a Nigerian doesn't really take anything away from me. It only gives me grit because now I know whatever takes someone from maybe the US a year to do, I have to put in like a thousand percent effort just to do that because people don't want to, once they hear, oh, you're a Nigerian and stuff, people don't want to give you that chance or, you know, they don't want to give you that space to thrive. So you have to put in way more to be able to like, get to the next level. So it gives it also gives me a competitive advantage over an average American or someone who was born in Australia or like a first world country because I don't give up easily, right? When I know, well, something isn't working, all I have to think is how can I make it work and how can I get results, right? So instead of mumbling and like murmuring, I don't have time to sulk because I know where I'm coming from. I know the kind of environment I lived in. Now I'm living, like, I've been living on my own since I was 20. I moved out to my own house. I have my own properties in Nigeria. Before I, before I left Nigeria, um, I moved to my own. I have properties in Nigeria and stuff, but for me, it was like, well, you have to figure it out. You just have to figure it out. So my go-to mindset is, if someone says something, well, fuck them, man. I'm sorry for it, but I don't give a shit about what you think about me. It's about how can I make sure things go right and how can I deliver results to people, right? So that's really my mindset. It doesn't phase me anymore. It's used to in the beginning because it's not, it's not okay when people think you're a fraud or you're a scammer. You have to try and prove over and over again but then to some point, I just felt as long as I know deep seated in my conscience that I'm not doing anyone any harm and I'm not doing anyone anything terrible, then who gives a shit about what someone thinks? It's just their opinion. It's not my reality. So that's how I approach it. Right. Um, so your business, what what I what I'm hearing, it sounds really smart because you don't necessarily have to be the expert or have the product. Your expertise is marketing and getting them customers. And then do you just get a percentage of what you bring them, like a commission? Or how does that work? Yeah. So right now I do have a course. Like I have different courses that teaches what I teach. But then I prefer to like work with people also to help them build out their entire, sometimes it could be refining because some uh, some people already have like courses in place, but they need to refine their offer, refine their messaging so they can deliver much more impact and also create much more awareness and generate much more sales. Sometimes it doesn't have to be trying to run ads to entirely new audiences. It might be, how can you look at the audience that you have? Because this is a gap that I've observed in the marketplace. So many course creators have like thousands of people who are enrolled in their courses, but then it's just that one-off sale, right? I had someone reach out to me and she had 35,000 people who have bought a front-end offer. She had no back-end offer. She just sold stuff, I think, between the range of $30 to, I think, $57. That's all she sold. And she had, like, 35,000 people that have bought it. And I'm like, damn, you have all these people? And you're not selling anything to them at the back end. You don't have any offer. You don't have anything you doubt. And that's all? She says, yes. I'm like, you have a gold mine, and then you're taking your shovel out there to dig for new gold. When you can convert this gold that you have into much more money, 
right? So it depends on everyone's situation. Sometimes we help them run ads to acquire new leads. Sometimes it's about, okay, how can you maximize the existing leads that you have? And yes, we take a percentage based on performance and we also take uh, a flat out fee. So it's like we take a flat out fee in the beginning to, <clears throat> to kickstart the process. And on, as we go on, we then take a percentage of the fees uh, of the sales that we generate. So depending on the work that is done, but we also have like packages where it's just the course. You can take my course. I have a very uh, 12 week program. That it's called the seven figure offers that teaches from starting out your offer to what you need to acquire and generate sales consistently. And then I have like mini courses, but I also have like a masterclass that I teach every Sunday where we go on, okay, this is what is costing you not to generate consistent sales. This is the main metrics you have to look at. And, you know, yeah, that's how we go about it. <laughs> Todd Consultant presents the Vending Machine Business Webinar. You can only have one job, but you can have as many vending machines as you want. This is your chance to see how we do business and how you can start your very own vending machine business. Avoid the mistakes we made and start winning. You'll be shown how we find, negotiate, buy, and manage our vending machine business, generating thousands per month, and how it has unlimited scale. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. I like it because you have the flat rate. So you're getting paid because you're engaging them, but it's not just that you're also getting the upside, but then it's also not that you're not getting any money and you're just taking the upside. Cause some people might do it where it's just, Hey, 100% commission. Some people might do like, Hey, I'm just going to get a flat fee and you're leaving money on the table, but you also could be potentially getting robbed too. So that's a really smart business model. I like that. Thanks, man. Um, so you're able to do business internationally. So your clients aren't just from the United States. Where are you getting clients from? I have clients in 71 countries. So, uh, <laughs> the European countries. Yes. Can all this Scandinavian countries. countries. Wow. The language barrier. How do you get over that? Language barrier. I'm okay. So I speak German, a little bit of German. I speak French. Um, I'm self-taught. I speak German, French. I speak English. Uh, I can speak Nigerian languages. Um, and I'm currently learning Mandarin because I've been having some influx of clients from China. And I'm learning to speak Mandarin so I can converse with them. I have a little bit knowledge of Spanish. So, yeah, but I also have, uh, you must also understand that I'm not always the one speaking to most of my clients. I have systems built out. I have virtual assistants who can speak, right? I train, I have like my SOP and I also have ways we train people that get to work with me. So ensure that, well, sometimes if I'm not up, there's always someone that can attend to a client, right? So I think I tweeted it at one point that most people focus on owning 100% of their businesses and that's why they don't grow. Well, how about you like take a chunk, like a percentage of your business and give it out in exchange for growth, right? Like leverage equity to grow, right? But that's the way it works because when you look at it, if you can get 50% of 100 million, I think that's way better than having 100% of just 
100 K, right? So if you want to go faster, if you want to grow faster, you have to look at how can you leverage on things uh, that would enable you to accumulate wealth faster because wealth is really a money game, right? How can you accumulate wealth uh, without increasing your own physical um, time input? Because we, we all just have 24 hours. Well, you can stretch your own 24 hours from the same 24 hours that someone else has. So yeah, that's the way it works for me. Yeah, I'm learning um, multilingual. I'm learning different languages. Besides that, I also look for native speakers of these languages and just allow them leverage on their knowledge time and have them reach out to my clients. So yeah, but you know, it's funny, like right now we, are 12, we have a 12 hours difference. You're in the States, you're in this, a part of the States and I'm here and we have a 12 hour difference. But they say sometimes you have to make sacrifices. So sometimes I have to, get on calls with clients for client reports and stuff. So we do that. And so far, we've been making it work. <laughs> and I'm young, so I can afford to go some hours uh, and I can afford to like sleep late sometimes. I can make up for that. But yeah, that's why I was giving me the lifestyle that I have so far. So I'm, I'm super excited. What are some things you did to take your business and start scaling it to those like crazy numbers that most people make in like a year? You're making that in a month. <laughs> okay. So the number one thing that I've figured out so far is to leverage other people's expertise, right? I think it was Henry Ford that says it's not he who has the most resources, that makes the most, but he who has the best people who that who can put those resources to good use, that makes the most, right? So for me, it's like whenever I'm trying to hit new goals, hit new, let's say, revenue, I don't try to really learn. I have in-depth knowledge of ads, copywriting, email marketing, and all of that. But to grow your business, you need to work on your business, not in your business, right? And that's where most entrepreneurs get involved. They want to, well, in the beginning, your business is like a baby. You want to focus on everything. But as you grow, you have to let go of the business, right? And for me, it was like the first thing I had to do was, how can I put my expertise out without being tied to all of these things? So I created a course, which is like the first step. I created a course so I can deliver the knowledge that I have to people at a large scale. That was the first step because through that, you can now acquire new leads. And the second step was, okay, how can I ensure that this will really get results? So we stripped it. There are so many courses out there that have love content. They just want to focus on how lengthy the course is, but people get bogged down. And you must understand that no one likes stuff that is boring, right? No one likes no one likes boring stuff. So how can you make your content impactful and also entertaining, right? And how can you just get straight to the point? So that was it. And another thing was I had to put systems in place. How can I ensure that certain things can be delegated and automated with maximum like F, like maximum outputs being put out and also ensure that I don't have to slave most of my life for peanuts. So the to cut the long story short, the way I've been able to like grow my business is focused on 
doing the things that move to Nidu and also going to experts, right? People think spending money. Okay, let me put it this way. People look at the cost of a coach or of a mentorship, but no one looks at the cost of being in the same place a year from now, right? Time is the only, it's the only resource we have that you can't get, you can't get back. If you spend money today, let's say I invest $10,000 into you right now, and you give me things based on the fact that you've learned this over maybe 10 years or maybe five years. However, if you're able to like compress that for me and save me trial and error, I've gotten ROI on my money, right? It may not even be the monetary gains. It could be like because you've saved me time, mistakes, and all of that. So looking at it, it's all about how can I how can I deploy my money out there to be soldiers for me that would go out there and multiply and also ensure that I can operate at the level of peace of mind because so many people are in constant uh, they are in this mindset of anxiety. Well, what will tomorrow bring? What will tomorrow bring? Like no, you don't have to think about that. Think, enjoy the moment, and then think of. How can you ensure your business can run successfully without you? Because there are so many emergencies that might come up at some point. So it's really thinking at like an equals I view and focusing on leverage. That's it. That's the short, long story short. How can you create maximum leverage with minimal input? If you can do that, you'll be able to like scale your business and then you'll be able to like, you know, grow. So work on things that will make you build your business and not be in your business world. Look at it from the outside view. A very, very good book. So thankfully I have this before me. A very, very good book on this is Blitzscaling, right? Mm. Right. This, this book is very, very good. Um, See, the lightning fast path to building massively valuable companies. It's an amazing book. So, yeah, I think this is also an e-myth revisited. That book is also amazing to really help you if you're trying to, like, take your business from maybe making three, four million a year to doing 10 million. Like, so yeah. you said you said le- leverage people and their expertise. Okay. So what kind of people are we talking about? Are we talking about VAs, admins? Are we talking about CEO level people? What kind of people are we talking about? So the people you leverage would be based on where your business is at right now, right? For instance, if you are just making 5K a month, I'd say leverage on your own knowledge, right? How can you duplicate what you already know and create a cloned version of yourself, literally put what you know out there and try to reach as many people, leverage your knowledge. Now, if you're doing, let's say, 20 to 50K a month, now you can afford to put aside 10% of your business or 20% of your business, depending on how fast you want to go. Because also growing too fast can be a bottleneck for your business. So at this point, you can put like 10 to 25% of your business out there and then look for VAs. See, I have learned so far that looking for the cheapest talent hurts you in the long run. So don't look for the cheapest talent, but look for who already knows what they are doing, right? Who understands how what they are doing works 
and then pay them to implement that for your business, right? One simple tweak in your business can mean the difference between a $100,000 a year or a $1 million a year, right? So knowing how to like find good talent and then bringing them on board. So one thing I also do in my business is I also pay my virtual assistants based on performance. So not only am I bringing them on board, but let's say you come into my business and you're responsible for $100,000, you can get $10,000 of what you just generated aside your salary, just based off of the performance, right? So I do that. And I also then look for experts, let's say someone who is very, very good at marketing. Marketing is vast. So let's use email marketing, for instance. You're very, very good at email marketing. How can I pay you? Or I can also sign a partnership with someone, right? I know you're good at email marketing. How about you come on board? And then I give you 25% of the entire upside that you generate. It's the same thing that I also do with people. Like, okay, we'll come into your business. We're taking an upside. And we'll ensure you have all these systems running. So that's how I think about it. But then when you get to a level, now you need board of advisors on in your business. Some businesses don't really get to that level. Some people don't even aim to get to that level. But I'm getting to that level right now where I need I have I have some board of advisors, but I also will be needing some because I also have a software as a service business. So I, so I have like two wings of my software as a service business. Although it's, I don't really talk about it publicly, it's just something that we do in-house. But yeah, at that point, you need people that have already built businesses. They've probably like exited their business and then you can just pay them, right? So I have people that I pay like $20,000 to $100,000 to have them give me detailed information. These are people that have, sold businesses to the tune of high eight figures or even nine figures, right? So for me, it's like I pay money to leverage on the information that these people already have. They can't lead me astray because they already have those results, right? Or sometimes you can even look at CEOs of existing companies, but you know these companies are doing well. For instance, if you are building a business that is in the SaaS space, Who's the best person to teach you than someone who has like maybe the CEO of Upspot, right? Or maybe the CEO of Infusionsoft or like even Russell Brunson, if you can afford to pay Russell Brunson, CEO of like Big Funnels, you can go ahead and meet him and be like, hey, I have a business. I like to like understand the step to get my first 10,000 customers. And I know you've built Big Funnels averages 56,000 to like 70,000 signups every month for this. So how about you learn from him? So I just look at who already has that like traction, who already has that results. And I just go ahead and pay them for it. So it depends on the aspect of your business that you're in. And it also depends on the objectives that you have for the business. So yeah, if you want to go fast and you want to grow fast, you just have to leverage because you have little time. So for me, it's like, who are the authorities in the space? Who can I reach out to? And also, we have cheap resources. If you have an iPhone right now, you have a media house. 
You can start posting on Instagram. You can start going on YouTube. These are very, very good quality. Uh, You have your content out there. This is like no code, cheap labor that you can just put out there. If your video is seen by 300 people, if you put 300 people in a room, you know how filled up it is going to be. People underestimate all of these things. They're always thinking, well, if I don't have a huge following, What's a huge following? If you have a thousand people, that's huge because if you put a thousand people in a room, you know how many, how congested that room will be. So don't really think about the size of the following. Think about the value that you're delivering to it. And if you build in public long enough, then you will. Like, oh, that's all it requires. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, man, so what tips would you have for somebody who's looking to get started? Somebody who doesn't have a product, has nothing, but they want to make some money. Well, if you have nothing, I'll say you have something. (laughs) And that might sound contradictory. Uh, If you don't have any product right now, you don't necessarily, okay, you can either create or you can create. Now, to create is to look at what you already know and maybe your life experiences that you feel would be worthy to someone else because selling is really just an exchange of value. If you feel what I have is worth more than the money in your pockets, you definitely would give me the money in your pockets to get what I have, right? And that's the way it works, right? You just have to ensure you are seen by a lot of people because it's not really the best that gets paid. It's the best known that gets paid, right? So it is who is known. And you have to, in the beginning, you have to be okay with self-promotion. Some people will be pissed off, but understand that haters are just fanboys in disguise. They are the ones that will even get your message out to the masses. Now to create you look at, this is where you bring the information of so many experts and you condense it into one thing, right? You can be the medium through which, let me give you an instance. So let's say I'm not good, I'm not, I'm not pro at Facebook ads, but I have access to people who are pro at Facebook ads, right? How about I'd say, oh, can you shoot maybe four to five videos on what you feel is the best way to acquire new customers through Facebook, post the iOS 14 update. That person shoots it. Then I go ahead to meet someone else and I'm like, hey, uh, I appreciate what you do. Can you shoot four to five videos on how to ensure my landing page that I build out is compliant with Facebook ads post iOS 14 updates? Maybe in exchange of something, they give you that. Now you've collected this. So you have four to five videos from the first person, four to five videos from the second person. Then you go ahead and meet someone else and you're like, hey, uh, in exchange for blah, 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 can you give me like four to five videos on how to create effective email marketing campaigns? I'll give you this in exchange of that. And this person gives you that. Now you have a compilation of videos, right? That you can use. And you go to someone else, maybe on how to create webinars that convert. Now in total, you might have like 20 to 30 new videos 
on a very, very interesting topic, right? I start talking on that topic, combine this together. Obviously, you must have gotten their permission that you, this is what you intend to do. And they would be more willing to do that since they know it's like you're promoting their you're promoting them. Anyone who sees this now is more likely to buy whatever they have to offer. So they are going to be willing to do that. Now you put this together and put it up as a course and you start promoting it. Or you can become an affiliate for people that already have existing courses. And once you've generated enough sales as an affiliate, you would even learn how and what it takes to promote and sell courses around the clock. Once you do that, you now have the necessary information and you can then create your own course. You can even now create the course and affiliate market. Like it's that easy, right? So yeah, that's that's really it. Because for me, I think of how can I ensure I'm able to reach more people and also put out my information. So Instead of thinking, well, where is my next client going to come from? What can I do right now that would ensure I have continuously filled pipeline with leads and highly qualified leads at that matter? So, yeah, that's what I'll do. And once you hit your, you know, maybe 10,000 to 20,000 doing that, and start creating something that you can now put out there that would ensure you get sales around the clock. Because sales really is the lifeblood of your business. Absolutely. Um, so that funnel, when we're building out the funnel, um, what is your process for building like a top tier funnel that converts and makes a bunch of money? All right. The first thing is your lead. Now, your your lead is like the first 500 words that someone gets to read. Okay, let's even start from the beginning. Your headline. Your airline has to really, because your airline has 80% power. If if people don't read your headline, if people don't like check it out, there's a tendency you won't get that sale. So your headline must really be intriguing. It must be unique. It must be specific to the problem that people are facing. And also it depends on the level of awareness that your audience has. Some people are already problem aware. They know the problem they have, but they are not solution aware. They don't know of a solution or they don't even know of you. So if you're talking to someone who is problem aware, then your headline must start out with the problem. So you cause their attention to the problem and then it starts to build their interest. And later you agitate them up with the desire and you give them a call to action. But in your funnel, you must also have some sort of social proof, especially if you're speaking to cold traffic, right? When you're speaking to cold traffic, these are people that don't even have an iota of trust in you. They don't know you. They don't, they've never seen you before. So you must be able to like ensure when people come into your space, they understand, oh yeah, you can borrow authority. You can leverage on authority that already exists. So for instance, if I'm talking to someone who doesn't even believe they can make money with courses, all I have to state is that Teachable paid out a billion dollars in the last 12 months to course creators, right? And I can show them statistics prove. But the best thing you can also do when you're speaking to cold traffic is tell a story. Stories have always worked. Look at the Bible, how we're... Uh, information passed down, tell you of the prodigal son, 
Tell you of like the ten virgins, all of these parables. Like talk, tell a story. It could be your own story. Now, if you don't have testimonials or whatever, you can talk about your own process, your your way you discovered that information, how how things changed for you, and then your unique mechanism. I've seen, I've worked with a lot of course creators. I've sold courses to course creators who have been struggling to generate sales. One thing that is common is. A lot of them focus on talking about the product, but less about how their product delivers the results, right? Which is your unique mechanism. So for instance, you might be in the fitness niche. Someone might be in the fitness niche. How, why should I choose your own course over this person's course? That's where your unique mechanism comes in place. And you might be teaching how to lose weight, right? without changing what the like without changing their lifestyle basically for all they have to do is start eating more eggs now that is like going it, it sounds different right it is also unique you're like eating more eggs but yeah you might be like yeah if you eat more eggs there's uh something contained in eggs that ensures that you burn fat rapidly. Now, this is not, I'm not, not, I'm not saying that's the exact way it is. I'm just giving, this is like giving an example. Or you can say your way to burn fat is by going keto. You have to go the keto route. As for instance, you just have to tell them, okay, this is the way through which you're going to get the results. That's your own unique mechanism through which the results is achieved, right? So it's not really your product. Your product is just the bridge that bridges the, like, uh, that closes the gap between where they are and where they want to be. But your unique mechanism is how your product delivers that, right? And maybe I should use an analogy. So you're, if you're going from point A to point B, you can decide to take a Ferrari, right? But your Ferrari would only get you from that point A to point B if it contains a specific engine, right? So that engine that it contains is your unique mechanism that gets the Ferrari to run. Do you understand? So yeah, and the most, the last thing which is very, very important is to create an irresistible offer. Create an offer so good that people will feel stupid if they don't buy it. And it's not really about price, but it's really about being able to shift their belief system from, yeah, I came across this. Because the only point people will buy is when they really believe that what you talk about will deliver the results. So sales only occur when you've been able to coach the conversion. That is, you've been able to like shift their belief from I don't give a shit about you to, oh yeah, sign me up, do you understand? So yeah, it's pretty detailed. And I host like a weekly masterclass on Sundays where I go into how you can learn to generate consistent 247 sales. So yeah. So I always hear people use the term masterclass. What does that mean? Oh, okay. <laughs> masterclass is like uh, another word or webinars or workshops, right? It's just a way for you to bring people together and teach or explain a specific concept that shifts their belief system to maybe now taking an action, maybe applying to work with you or buying a high ticket offer or 
something. But the goal is to just show people. And the main reason webinars are very, very effective is because it's the shortest way to build trust, demonstrate that you are an expert in your field, and also show that you understand what you talk about. Yeah, my question was, I think you might have heard it just in terms of like business revenue. What kind of numbers are you guys doing today? So far, we're at 30 million, 30 million dollars. Wow. So clients, that's that's what we're at. And going into 2022, we're looking at jacking down that number up to 100 million. And just a few things will change, really. Investing more into our masterminds and also thinking of how I can... Right now, I work just six hours a week. It's crazy. Well, I work six hours a week. I work three days, uh, three days in, you know, a week and two hours daily. I just look at how can I put in minimal effort and be able to like reach insane numbers. So I think next year I'm going to be doing more partnerships with, you know, thought leaders like yourself, uh, people in like the Black American community would do like JVs, um, joint ventures together. And it's really, for me, it's more of collaboration over competition. I don't see myself competing with anyone because you only compete when you believe resources are scarce. Money is infinite. Like there is, there is enough of money to go around. Especially right now, you know how much is constantly being printed? So it's not really, every day money is being printed. So it's like, how can I leverage what already exists and reach more people and then also be able to like get people to the next level, really? So um next year it's going to be more of that and i'll be doing uh my own in-person masterminds right so i plan to fly a few people to dubai next year uh depending on like the goals that they eat i'm going to be flying a few people to dubai would spend two days uh in Burj khalifa it's going to be like a week probably like five days Two days really diving deep into their business, their course business, what needs to change, how they can scale it up, right? Is it more webinars they need to do? Is it more ads? Or do they need to refine their offer? How can they package up their offer in such a way that they reach more people? Because when you look at it, selling courses is it's an intangible, right? You can't feel it. You can't taste it. You can't hug it. You can't touch it. Right. But how can you make it such a way that you, your courses, you don't just create courses that collect digital dust. That is, it's like when you go to a bookstore and the books on the shelf are already collecting dust. It's because no one is buying it. Right. So how can you increase not only the people that buy, but how can you also increase how much you make per person right now? the minimum lifetime value that I have on every customer within the first three months is $17,365. Like if you come into my funnel within the first three months, you are going to spend on an average of $17,365, right? So how can you also like jack that up? So for me, next year is more partnerships, 
looking at people who already have the audience and getting them to the next level. So royalties, yeah, next year I'll be doing more of like, I look forward to getting more people in the door so we can have royalties coming in. And on the financial aspects, I'm increasing my knowledge of crypto and stocks. DeFi is definitely an interesting space that I'm toying around with. So, yep, I look at that and I, I love what I'm seeing because saving is not really going to get anyone out of <laughs> You won't get anything out of saving, right? So investing has been what has changed my life. Just delaying and deferring uh, gratification and putting your money away to get you more money. So, yeah, <laughs> nice. that's one thing I'm looking awesome. forward to. Well, interestingly enough, there's just you have a ton of information. And you're so young. We could literally <laughs> talk about this for hours upon hours. Uh, so hopefully we can get you on for a part two and dig into this stuff a little bit deeper because nobody's really talking from like an expert perspective about the digital products business. I'm in the game and you definitely opened my eyes to a lot of stuff. So I know you're going to open the guest eyes to a lot of different things. So thank you for that. Um, where can people find you? Where can they follow you? And where can they work with you if they, if they want to work with you? Right. So you can find me on Instagram at hkowi, H-Q-A-W-I-Y-Y. And you can sign up for, you would find in my bio, you can sign up for seven-figure offers. It's a 12-week accelerator program that teaches you everything that I've learned so far. You don't have to like figure it out on your own anymore, right? If you're already, and now if you're having like a business, your courses are bringing in like 20K to 70K a month, that's the best thing for you. But if you're not yet at that level, then you can get my mini course bundle. It's just $49. Uh, or you can, and you can also sign up for my free live masterclass. I host a live masterclass every Sunday. So you can sign up, see it, come get some value. If you enjoyed this podcast, definitely you would love that because that one is much more direct. We go straight to the point. Everything that I believe you need right now for you to generate 247 sales for your courses. And yeah, that's that's it. And if you would like to work with me, you can check the link in the bio. There's definitely an application for now, but if you don't see it, you can shoot me a DM. Either myself or my assistant will get to it and you'll be sent the application link. Now, trust me, I don't work with everybody. Because one, um, my time, I look at how can I leverage the most out of my time and the application process is strict. You have to have certain things in place for us to like work together. And if you qualify, congratulations, you get to work. The goal is to get you to quadruple or triple your business. I took a client recently from doing 20K a month and she had a $100,000 a day. So I'll compress whatever you're doing right now. I'm not a magician and this is not typical results. So do not expect, it's not a Ponzi scheme either. <laughs> so do not expect to call me and instantly do a $100,000 a day. I'm not promising it, but it's possible. What we look at is how can we compress whatever you're doing right now and take you from one level to the next level. So yeah, that's it. 
I look forward to welcoming you into my world. <laughs> but yeah, you find me on Instagram at hkowi. And you find me on Twitter at Simando hkowi, H-Q-A-W-I-Y-Y. And you can come over to Dubai sometimes to chill. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a chance to dig in on Dubai, but I'm definitely curious about uh, the move out there and what life is like out there. So we'll, we'll get to that either on an Instagram live or we get to that on a podcast number two, but thank you for coming on, sir. I learned a lot. I'm going to be executing and building a lot and trying to get my brand uh, even larger than it is now. I need to four X 10 X this brand. So yes, sir. you guys have homework, tap in with the brother, <laughs> click the link in his bio, get on the masterclass, get his courses. Cause the dude is crushing it. Like I don't know too many people who are crushing it like him. He's in a different country, just living his dream, man. So it's cool to see um, somebody so young just doing so well. So I look up to what you got going on, man. Keep it keep it up, and uh, we'll definitely keep in contact. You guys, make sure you like, subscribe, share this with your friends and family. Leave us a rating or review. We like five-star reviews because that helps us move up in the rankings, and we should be in the top rankings. I don't know why my show is not in the top anymore. We're going to get it there. So I'm putting that onus on you. I don't ask y'all for nothing else. <laughs> But I need my ratings and my reviews. So this wraps up the first international millionaire talk show. Um, Hopefully you guys got a ton of value out of it. I know you did. And my name is Charles. We're signing off. What's going on, podcast listeners? This is your man, Donald, the voice, the official editor and podcast producer. And listen, I just had to come in and tell you that we appreciate your listenership. And I want to give you a special offer for listening to this podcast. If you have voiceover, podcast or video editing needs, let's talk. You can go over to DonaldTheVoice.com forward slash contact and I'll be happy to talk with you about what you need and how I can serve you. You want to sound good and look good so that people can feel good and do good as a result of listening or watching your content. And I'm here to help you make that happen so let's talk go over to donaldthevoice.com forward slash contact and we'll talk have a good rest of the day evening morning whatever time it is and i'll talk to you soon